1: Welcome to the Outer Limits of Minute Truth Radio Show, OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. They say that stalking does not pay off, and I'm here to tell you that you're all wrong because proper stalking can lead to a phenomenal guest, and that guest this evening is Mr. Joe Martino, the founder of Collective Evolution. Mr. Martino founded this site. It's thriving. It, tons of people go to it. talks a lot about health, science. How the world is changing, how collective humanity apparently is going to be making this big jump in consciousness. And Joe's a real positive guy. Unlike me. I'm just a oh my god, the whole world's gonna end, forget humanity. But Joe's like, no, I I got faith in humanity. So I give this gentleman credit, very inspiring and Earlier in Joe's life, as he talks about on the show, he took a big leap of faith. He basically took all the values that he had had and he's like, you know what? This isn't going to work for me. I'm going to take a chance on myself and I'm going to go into the great unknown and I'm going to see what's out there. And here he is, founder of a phenomenal site that's inspiring millions of people across the world. And I think that when you make that jump, that leap of consciousness, you know, it's a big risk. It's scary because you're leaving all the things that you've known in the collective. And when you leave the collective and you try to find out the truth for what it is, man, the reward to be phenomenal. And before we get into tonight's show, I want to give a special thanks and shout-out to our phenomenal listener, Ms. Lizzie, who pointed out that apparently when some of the recent shows have been going on, I've been breathing too heavily into the mic. Oh, my goodness, Lizzie. Thank you for pointing that out. We want to do a phenomenal show and not do a resemblance of a 1-900 number. Lizzie, you're awesome. I was so nice of you to send that email. The Out of Limits of Radio Show proudly presents an introspective interview with Mr. Joe Martino, the Collective Evolution. Joining us now is Mr. Joe Martino. He is founder and creator of a phenomenal news organization called Collective Evolution. The website is collective-evolution.com. If you go to uh, Out of Limits Radio Show, you see that we're tweeting about them all the time because they're always coming up with great stories, great quotes. I have to say that uh, this site has been up eight years and in the course of following it for the last five years, you see how many people have embraced it, how many uh, news stories have come out and Mr. Martino, thank you so much for being with us today. Welcome to the program.
0: Oh, thank you for having me on. It's very exciting to be here and be able to share more about uh, what I think is an incredible time that we're that we're going through. Incredible
1: here. Incredible time that we're going through here. I mean, if you look at some of the stories that I guess that are on your side and activist posts, it seems that fascism is running wild. Yet you guys are putting out this message of peace and hope. So where do you see the world heading? Are you hopeful? Or are you just like, oh my goodness, how much more fascism can this world handle?
0: I am very hopeful. I mean, this was one of the key aspects to our message. Is you know, people ask me sometimes on interviews or or in you know even in private that sort of thing. And it's just like, you know, with all the stuff that you're seeing, with all the stuff that goes on, uh, the craziness that's happening in the world. Do you ever feel like there's no hope, that we're lost, that everything's just going to crumble and you know give up on humanity? And I'm like, no. I I, I believe there's no option but for us to evolve. I, I literally see and feel that within the deepest aspects <laughs> of of my being, and it's. I just think it's a process, and we're going through a process of changing and discovering, and there's a little bit of what we call trauma involved in that, in understanding what's really happening in our world. But that's how we grow. That's how we move forward. We understand how things are actually happening, and we process it and move through it.
1: But as far as the collective humanity going, I mean, I guess, is it part of the process to go so dark? Because... I don't know. Maybe I'm the maybe I'm the here. Maybe you're like the positive guy. I'm Mr. not Not-So-Positive because I see collective humanity getting darker, especially where they treat animals. The, the factory farming drives me absolutely crazy. The fact that the, the more people aren't standing up and going um, speaking out about these animals that are suffering and being tortured. And the fact that I feel like the language is being so twisted and contorted. I love that movie Idiocracy, 20, uh, 2006. Look at self-fulfilling prophecy. People are speaking in such shorter term. So do you think that the darkness is actually a good thing in some way that we by going through the darkness it's a positive way because light's got to be around the corner
0: yeah I mean it's it's like the way I view it is is we go through experiences that help us grow and if you if you look at um, from a bigger picture sense of what's really taking place I see a greater divide so it's almost like you're seeing aspects of what we call the darkness kind of becoming more extreme but we're seeing aspects of what we call the light becoming more uh, extreme if you want to call it that where it's like it, 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 there's just a there's a greater divide, and there's a lot of people being added to both sides in the sense of like. You know, more than ever, you're having people making different health choices. More making, um, there, there's more awareness, there's more consciousness around a lot of the things that we're doing. Not only that, but people are starting to feel that that tiresome energy that's within them. That hey, you know, what, we, we can't just keep living the way we're living. There's got to be something more to this. What is that? And through that feeling and through that questioning, there's a lot of exploration that goes deeper into you know who we are and why we're truly here. And you're seeing a lot of that happen. It's just in news and media and and conversations and all the stuff that goes on, there's so much focus on just the the negative side or the darker side or the dramatic side. I mean, we see that a lot um, in mainstream media, especially. Um, And I think that, you know, in a sense clouds or taints a lot of what is actually going on because um, what I, what I'm seeing at least and a lot of the stuff that we cover and what we focus on is there's a massive awakening happening on this planet right now. And it's actually very incredible. Um, And I think it's just a matter of time before that starts to hit the mainstream in ways that are are a little bigger and a little deeper. But like you said, I mean, even with something like factory farming, you know, the awareness that's growing around that and a lot of the decisions and the lack of support there. Yeah, there's, there's certainly some aspects of our world that are, that are heading into, uh, what, what appear to be greater levels of fascism or, um, what seems to feel like a greater level of control. It, you know, it's certainly happening, but I think it's just further pushing and making it more obvious for people to say, hey, it's time to wake up. You know, we got to do this.
1: All right. Now, when you say awakening, I'm curious to you know. Do you think that the awakening is occurring because more people are becoming one with their spirit or becoming more spiritually minded? Or can the awakening occur as just human beings, as animals, starting to evolve a little bit more, even their animalistic things, to become compassionate? Can, can you have an awakening absent spiritual spirituality?
0: Um, I mean, I, I would call that an evolution in a sense. I mean, it's a it's a it could be an awakening if you want to call it in terms of a, a certain level of mind or a certain expansion of, of a level of mind. But I do believe that, uh, and, and from you know, a lot of the research that's even out there from a scientific perspective is. You know, we are more than just, uh, you know, physical bodies. Uh, there is a deeper aspect of who we are energetically. What exactly we want to call that is, is something that entirely gets up to the person and how they want to explore it, and that's one of the challenges with our language and with words is there's a lot of connotations, there's a lot of different things with different meanings, and it becomes difficult to say, oh, if I say the word soul or if I say the word God or if I say it comes with a boatload of different reactions, right? Whereas when we start looking at the very basics of it, hey, you know, we're we're these these energetic beings and we can measure that, Um, you know, our hearts have an auric field that we can measure, Um, it's an electromagnetic field, we start to realize, okay, there is an energetic aspect to us and to our reality, what does that mean, where does that go, how much does that play into how our world looks and functions? that's where, you know, we start diving into some of the deeper concepts that I think our sciences are certainly starting to understand. But um, from a, 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 if you want to call it an intuitive basis or a gut basis, we can start going on those six senses, those feelings that we know there's something more to us here. We know there's something more than what's going on. And that awakening is to that reality. It's never not been there. It's just, we're starting to see it. We're starting to pull away some of the rocks and some, some of the rubble, some of the, you know, the different things we had covering that up. And we're, we're understanding something that's, that's always been there.
1: How would you compare this uh, current awakening compared to the conscious levels of previous civilizations? Because I love watching the show Ancient Aliens, and it seems that some of these ancient civilizations had direct contact with uh, extraterrestrial beings, or they were able to manifest energy different, and they seem to have certain wisdom and understandings that we maybe have lost as a culture. Where do you see the uh, evolution and growth of humanity right now compared to previous generations and other sub civilizations?
0: Yeah, and it's so funny. I was actually talking about this exact thing earlier today, uh, you know, because oftentimes people will say, yeah, you know, the the change is sort of happening. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, this happened in the 60s with the hippie movements. People were starting to become more aware. I mean, even if you look two, two decades prior, the way we lived then was different, you know, from the way they lived, you know, the two decades after, you know, and so on and so forth. We all change every couple of decades. Well, yeah. You know, we do change in, in some ways. We're, we're constantly evolving in certain ways. And, and, you know, there's there's levels of our expansion and evolution, as, as from a, even from a mind and a spiritual point of view, that's always ongoing. But I believe what we're going through, and, and from the evidence that, that I've seen both, you know, in, in one of the last documentaries I made, it was really looking at what is this shift, what is going on with it? What does it mean? How much evidence is there of it? We dove into you know, ancient cultures. We dove into the cosmos. We, we dove into the science behind it. We <laughs> dove into everything. And awesome. we started to see, yeah, there is a ton of evidence for this shift. That is, is it's not, this isn't simply a, a little shift in the way we do things, but this is a, a big shift in something that we've never seen before. You please describe it? Is,
1: uh, I mean, to talk about this documentary. This is fascinating.
0: Yeah, so it's called Collective Evolution 3, The Shift. And essentially what it was was a, a capping off of our documentary series titled The Collective Evolution. Um, this this was about, you know, I think we were about seven or six years into the CE journey at this point, And it was suddenly about, okay, we talk about this shift. We talk about this awakening, this thing that's happening. It's, it's almost like its own entity. It's this thing, right? Okay, but what really is going on or what is it or what evidence of, of it? is out there, right? I mean, so many people spoke about 2012 and there's been, you know, uh, it, that that whole idea got hijacked in some ways to talk about, you know, an extreme ending or extreme Armageddon. It also, you know, there was truth to some of what was being talked about, but it was overshadowed by a lot of the <laughs> sort of the Hollywood perspective of everything's going to end, you know. So, you know, what was it really about and what evidence is out there? And so, I would said, okay, well, if we're going to do this, it's got to be something where, you know, we look at the the spiritual side or the ancient culture sides. So now we're diving into some of the old ways that people believe things, perhaps the people who were directly in contact with other civilizations, not from here that gave certain knowledge or certain information. Um, let's also go into the scientific realm. How can we start to look at where science has touched on this, you know? Uh, specifically, we looked at the sun and how the sun has, is involved in, in evolving uh, DNA and evolving aspects of genetics and evolving aspects of consciousness, the research that's gone on there, you know, that is just not quite mainstream, but is fascinating. Like, how much solar flares and solar activity has an impact on human consciousness is, is incredible. Yep. Um, and so we decided to bring all this together to basically make a case, in a sense, um, for a feeling that was deep within. And that feeling is... We are experiencing a massive shift in consciousness that's going to change the way we experience you know our reality here on earth. And um, you know that's what the film's about and, and it explores some really fascinating stuff. All
1: right, so as soon as it says massive shift and change in consciousness, do you foresee an era where people just naturally have ESP that you can actually see auras that you can actually maybe utilize your mind to move objects because I swear. I have been trying to lift the beer out of the fridge and have it come to me on the couch. I have not mastered that yet. But if that is part of this collective shift, I will be very excited.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I I think the the evidence for some of this stuff is is starting to show up, and I do believe it it is a a possibility for humanity, absolutely, Um, when – I don't know. I don't have the the crystal ball on that one, but I do believe, yeah, absolutely, those types of things are coming um, and are here in some ways already. I mean, there's even if you start looking into the black budget programs and some of the stuff that's available um, and some of the stuff people have access to, like even augmented realities in, in black budget programs that are so real, you don't even know you're in them. I mean, it, it kind of puts a lot of the VR and stuff that we have to shame. So you just got to think, you know, what else are they developing? What else, what else are they playing with um, in, in these highly funded projects that, um, you know, they have a high level of interest. There's been an, a number of declassified documents looking at things like telepathy and, and, and psychic ability, remote viewing, all this sort of stuff. So it's not, it's not really a stretch when you, when you look at what's already out there to think that, that these things are, are quite available to humanity in terms of, what, you know, what we call abilities. And as far
1: as this shift goes, do you think that it will – do you see something really positive coming about it? Do you see that because we're having an evolutionary shift that the same laws or principles that we have in this current reality right now, we have some people that are able to manifest and do wonderful, beautiful things and also commit horrific acts of darkness. Do you you foresee that with this shift happening that we're almost going to be almost exclusively in a celestial, peaceful type reality? Or will the same laws – light and dark apply only at a much more intensified level?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I believe light and dark, as we call it, has, has served us in a sense, right? It's allowed us to see the spectrum of what we can create and and how we can create things. And there's so much learning that comes from that, even though there's uh, emotional pain and challenges and different things that we go through um, that don't necessarily resonate with the deepest aspect of of, of who we are in the sense of like, wow, you know, I I don't know if we want to keep killing each other and doing these, like, that's not a good feeling inside. You know what I mean? You feel that. Um, But I, I do believe that, you know, it has served us and that, um, we are moving into a time where there is much more, if not what you could just call straight up peace, you know, on the planet yeah, where, yeah. We, where, we don't to, where we don't have to fight with one another, where we don't have to do these things. Because I mean, you got to think about it, right? It's like, it's like a video game that you've had for years and years and years that, you know, there, there's 10 levels and every single level, you know, like the back of your hand and you just, you just kind of, there's no point in playing it anymore because it's too easy. It's just like, okay, this is pointless. I know everything in and out. I, I, and it, you kind of get this feeling inside of, like, I'm ready for something new. I truly believe that deep down when you get into a lot of conversations, and I've, I've tested this a number of times, you get into conversations with people. You know, a lot of it leads back to, you know, I just don't feel, you know, something inside just doesn't feel like, like, there's got to be more. You know, there's everybody's just kind of grown a little tired of... The way we've been doing things on the planet for so long and and the way we've been just kind of living the same old, same old, and we're ready for something different. And I believe that's a big piece, a big relatable piece of what's driving this, um, this shift and what's going on is people can feel that, you know, it's time and we're ready for something new. Um, there's an analogy I'll often use um, when I associate it with us opening up to the reality of ETs, but it also kind of uh, portrays a, a certain level of excitement that can, you know, result as like a, a shift, and it's. That of imagine, you know, you're the Europeans or you're the North Americans, however you want to describe it. And back in the day when, you know, the boats came across and suddenly, you know, they they interacted, oh, my God, here's a whole new landmass. Oh, there's other types of humans on here that are different, have different cultures, have different languages, have different ways of doing things. Wow, this is incredible. And suddenly you're learning something new. Yeah, there was war and different things that came along with it in our level of consciousness at that time. But let's look beyond that for a moment and just think about how, that opens up a whole level of experience and understanding and expansion that comes along with it. And it's like, yeah, you, you can sometimes get bored in your own backyard in a sense, but when you suddenly discover something that's incredibly new, it's like, wow, you know? And I, I think that's part of this shift is, is opening up to those types of concepts and those ideas is we're gonna be introduced to some radically new concepts and, and ways of being and, and beings that are there in, in our solar system and beyond that are gonna be able to illustrate in their own way, I mean, they're beings just like us. I mean, they're going to start interacting with us more and being like, wow, there's so much to learn, too. You know, it's a two-way street. And, uh, you know, I believe that's a big part of this whole thing is really just expanding everything as to how we uh, how we live and be on this planet. That's
1: pretty interesting. So I guess we're going to have to, we're to, have to come in contact with an external extraterrestrial being in order to, to make things interesting again. From your perspective, do you see uh, as that you know, merging a civilization imminent? Do you think that we're, we're probably going to have an authentic extraterrestrial experience where we we do come in contact with these beings and not just through the government, with the government, you know, having contact, but mainstream people having direct contact with these
0: uh, beings? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I'm 100% sure you know this, um, but, you know, the people are having the experiences, but just, you know, it's, it's definitely not happening in the mainstream. Um, and if, you know, regular, uh, everyday people have been, you know, being... I don't want to say abducted per se because they are having other types of experiences that are, are you know, outside of the abduction uh, phenomenon, where you know a lot of times there's a, a negative connotation put towards it. Plus, a lot of abductions are a result of uh, of government programs. But um, you know, there's definitely been a, a number of, of people having very real, um, you know, connections with with ET beings, and and I do um, I do think that you know it's gonna start happening more and more and more in the mainstream, but the key thing here is, and, and I think this is, this is a, a big aspect of our message that um, you know, I, gotta, I gotta say right now, especially in this part of the, the, the conversation, is that you know, we can't wait for uh, ETs or we can't um, feel like that they're gonna be a savior or even you know, things like free energy or these types of technologies. You know, we can't feel like we gotta wait for something outside of us to happen. Um, this is very much an internal process, something that we all individually have to go through and, and experience. And we got to we got to do the inner work inside ourselves to open up and move past a lot of the, the limiting beliefs, a lot of the ways that we believe, you know, about ourselves, about others. You know, reconnect with other people, start really looking at them beyond just someone that might, you know, take advantage of you or that might hurt you or this or that or whatever, and really just, you know gain that sense of connection again and, and do the internal work to, to get us to evolve beyond a lot of the challenges that we, we face and we believe in the limits that we place on ourselves and our world and what we believe is possible in, that, in our world. Because through that, we'll start to open up that door and start opening up that reality where consciously we're now saying, okay, we're ready for some change some big shifts here. Um, we're ready for, you know, ETs and, and that sort of interaction. I mean, in a sense there there's there's a, a bit of a hands-off policy if you want to call it that where they're not going to come and just completely interfere with our reality. They, you know, they're not going to come save us, they're not going to come make it say, interesting.
1: okay. Or maybe they could do something to make to make TV and movies interesting once again because every every movie and TV show is <laughs> a reboot. And Mr. Martino, I want to point out something to you, sir. I think that you are a man of mystery because on your site, you just have this bio that says, Hey, I'm Joe. I created Collective Evolution five years ago. I'm a curious individual. What, how, what, where did this curiosity spark, and uh, what yeah. drove you to to ask questions? Because I find your curiosity fascinating, and I have to say that when you go to Collective Evolution, again, the website is collective-evolution.com. It's completely different a of other sites you go to because you've got all, like mainstream, uh, you know, websites that's all. Ah, what did Trump do today? And it's these same stories regards it, and back and forth. But you go on this site, your site, and there's all kinds of fresh information. You know, things that really make you think. So, Joe, how did everything start?
0: You know, it's a it's a good question. <laughs> um, essentially. You could you could start it as early as you know as a kid. I had a lot of interesting little experiences or insights or, or different things that happen. Um, some you could call supernatural, paranormal. Not I think the key here is it, it wasn't anything that you know a lot of people don't experience. A lot of people are experiencing things um, that are you know whether it be crazy dreams, crazy visions, uh, different feelings inside, you know questioning the world, the way it operates, all that sort of stuff. We've all been through something like this for the most part, and. I just always stayed really curious about it, and I always kind of explored it, and I always really just said, hey, you know, what is that? Why do we have this? And I remember the biggest question I had as a kid was always, okay, hold on a second. You know, the news is telling us that, you know, there's this crazy shit going on. We We got war. We got money problems. We got all this stuff going on, everything. But man created all these concepts. I don't understand. Can't we just uncreate it? And, like, you know, this is when I was, like, young and kind of you're naive to to how the world functions still. And, you know, can't we just uncreate it? Like, they're saying there's these problems, but we have control over all the problems. I don't get it. You know? And my parents would always say, oh, you know, that's just – that's how the world is and this, that, whatever. And as I got older, I started to think more and more about that, and it just came down to, hold on a second, no, no, man really did create all these things. They're not inherently here. You're not like, we didn't we didn't get placed on this planet or suddenly start, you know, oh, hey, this planet, the way it works is, uh, you know, you got this monetary system that you have to use, and you got this thing that you have to use, or else everything falls apart. No, we create all these things, and we uphold them with our belief. We uphold them with our, with our agreement to play with them, and they do serve us, right? We're learning from these things, and that's great. However how much longer do we need to see the suffering, the, the, the all the stuff that comes with it and play with these old, like how many times are we gonna throw a stimulus package to keep the economy alive? You know, the stimulus is, a, is an example of how it's like, okay guys, you know, we're ready for something different. We can start opening up, doing things differently, but you know, we gotta start making these shifts. And it was looking at all these things as I got older, these in, these feelings that I had as a kid, a lot of which came through questioning the education system um, and, and just saying, Whoa, like this is weird. And the more I would research and the more I would understand, the more I would start to be like, okay, I I don't know if I want to live in a world quite like this because I feel an inspiration to project and be something and do something different. And when I was in college, I hit a point in my life where I was quite depressed. I was quite down and out. I I didn't want to. I couldn't, I, I just felt I wasn't aligned through and through and had a lot of anxiety. And I landed myself sitting across from a, 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 like a psychologist, psychiatrist, or counselor, however you want to call it. And I'm sitting there going, hold on a second. Like, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I just, I don't want to be doing any of the things I'm doing right now. And she's like, well, drop out of school. And if that's what you want to do. And I said, really? And I'm like, that's that's an adult telling me I can do this. I'm like, okay. So I did. And suddenly my life started to change. And suddenly I started to because i made a choice and i made a decision that was more in alignment with who i was it started to open up another level of of experience another level of, of of you know opportunity and that's when i started to meet more people and under come across more information that was allowing me to now explore deeper aspects of who i was how my beliefs were formed how i limit my own reality in my own ways through my actions and thoughts and this that whatever And I now had a totally different understanding of who I was and and what's going on that I never was taught in school or you never really understand growing up. And I'm like, wow, this needs to start going out to people. This needs to, you know, I'm sure many people are having these feelings, these experiences, let's put this online and really get it out there. Because at the end of the day, that's when I was learning about this shift you know, at the end of the day, if this shift is happening, you know, we need to create more of these types of experiences, and we need to let people know that it's okay to question, it's okay to go through this stuff, it's okay to, um, you know, make new choices in life and walk off the beating path. And that's how collective evolution was born, out out of a need to put that experience out there and, uh, and provide information. It's evolved a lot since then, but... Um, you're putting out regular content.
1: I mean, the content, I think, is great. It's not only the fact that you have great content, but it's, it's sharp. And I love when you guys post on Twitter and you're constantly doing this quotes and the thought-provoking quotes. And I, I commend you for not having the ideology where it's all coming back to one thing and there's a hierarchy. There's no hierarchy in yeah. evolution. I think it's fantastic because, you know, you're provoking people. You're provoking people to ask a question, and it's very interesting. But you said that you had some kind of paranormal experience. Did you have an out-of-body experience? Did you talk to a psychic? Did you meditate? I and mean, Was there at any point in time where you had uh, where this information or the um, the feeling of aligning to where you are right now started to occur at a rapid pace?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, as a kid, you know, paranormal experiences, you know, sure, having a, having experiences with, like, ghosts or with, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, entities or, or that sort of thing, and, and that kind of carried on forward. I wasn't having them, like, every night or anything like that, but you have them, and when you have one, you're kind of like, well, wait a minute, if I had one and, and that was real, and then once you have another one, you're like, okay, you know, that could, if that's real, I mean, something's going on here that's beyond our physical world. Like, what's going on, you know? And it's not like, oh, I'm making things up because I saw a shadow. Like, we're talking about, you know, things that you really see and experience that like boggle your mind. <laughs> did you go to the astral and plane?
1: So, did you, like, did you leave your body, go to the astral plane? Did some being come in contact with you and say, hey, Joe, guess what? Got an idea. This is what your sole purpose is.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't quite like that. It, you know, it, they all happen in different different forms. I mean, it's, it would be a longer conversation to kind of get into those, but. It's more so just, you know, these experiences, again, that people, you know, I'm certainly not alone in this. A lot of people have had these types of experiences. And um, it's just questioning and remaining curious about it and and opening up to it. And, you know, that's kind of just what happened. And and where it really started to spiraling and become uh, much more of of an accelerated experience was when I literally, when I made that decision, it was funny, when I was sitting across from the, the counselor, I was out the window, I could see my college. And which was the funniest thing because it was it was totally separate. Um, you know, been like the, the the counselor was not part of the school or anything. So I, was, I could see it and I'm looking at it and she's like, yeah, you can drop out. I'm looking at. It, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. And it was like, literally once I made that choice, I went home that day. I, I, I had dropped out at that point. I went home, I told my parents and you know that was that. and um, that's when everything started to really pick up and spiral. and suddenly it was like, All right now i was exploring more and then i had met someone that helped to really you know expand a lot of the spiritual side or a lot of and i call it the spiritual side not by in a sense of you know suddenly like oh you know now it's all about you know energy and chakras that's all great that's all built into the spirituality but what i mean by spiritual is the consciousness side the side of who we really are as beings what's beyond this just the physical body right really exploring those aspects and and How our consciousness even creates our reality or you know together we co-create our reality that's essentially what's happening and through that exploration that's where a lot of an acceleration started to occur
1: excellent and a collective evolution in the eight years that you've you know been established what would you say would be five of the most important and compelling stories that you've ever published
0: oof that is a that is a tough question um I'm going to just go with what comes. I mean, anything, and I might blanket this a little bit just because it's tough, but, um, you know, ET stuff is always a huge, huge, like, Thing for people, and 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 it's funny because you got a lot of people who stay very silent about their interest in it. But if you really look at it, I mean, it's the second most searched thing on all of Google. And so, I mean, off the top of my mind, we we released not too long ago some uh, uh, an opening story about the Nazca unearthing uh, stuff that's been going on with the with the mummies, and um, you know that was a big that was a big like. Huge story, went, went very viral, got a lot of attention. People were all like, hey, what's this about? And I think that just illustrates kind of a curiosity that exists around this realm and that people are really kind of open and ready. And, and all the skeptics come out at the same time, too, which, which is great because it, it shows that, you know, even they're curious. <laughs> like, they want to know what's going on, right? Um, um, so that that's a big one. I mean, we've done um, definitely some stuff around, you know, vaccines and Monsanto stuff. Um, why? Because, you know, health is such a huge gateway into um, thinking differently about our world for people because it's so relative. It's so, um, you know, just something that's talked about everywhere, you know, and, and so um, those those types of stories. So whether it be something around you know exposing a little bit of the, the glyphosate stuff and what was really going on there and, and how that actually does have a negative impact on humanity, those were always huge stories. Um, getting into the vaccine realm, I mean, there's been huge huge growth in that in that movement um, of just uh, you know the way I like to characterize it, it's it's not anti-vaccine versus pro-vaccine. I think that's more of a media uh, you know a ridiculous thing the media created to try and pit people against one another, but. Really what this is about is people are seeing and feeling like, okay, hold on a second. There's a ton of data and ton of evidence here that we're not taking the safest route. How can we, A, either take the safest route, B, make sure we keep eradicating disease, and C, which really is the bigger picture of the whole thing, what actually contributes to eradicating the disease? And let's explore that alongside all of these things because we're, we're harming people in this process, and we can see that, and we need to make a change, and we can't simply just turn a blind eye. So that's always been a huge story. Um, and then off the top, I mean, uh, you know, one big one is, is, you know, looking at some of the studies around uh, mind matter uh, interaction. So when you're seeing the, the Um, uh, the relationship between the mind and the body and and even how that interacts health-wise. So you're essentially looking at the consciousness and how that interacts with uh, the physical world and how there's more evidence for um, your mind-body interaction of of how your your mind and your thoughts has an impact on your physical body than there is for actual pharmaceutical drugs being effective on your body. And when you start to look at that, it starts to get crazy because now people are – mainstream adopting a particular idea that is actually, you know, less proven than the things that they're violently trying to oppose. Have you seen that documentary called What the Health, by chance? We've been talking about that around this office for the last, like, five days. And I'm going to be watching it within and the next couple of days.
1: I, it's phenomenal. I highly recommend because, you know, you're going to get to the 49-minute mark and then you're going to start seeing that, you know, the American Cancer Society and the diabetes association—they're all taking money from the pharmaceutical companies and the food companies. So the data that, that, that they're giving is—it's com- it's like BS. You've got to question everything. Yeah. And this uh, gentleman—I give the guy credit—he does the document. It's like the food is directly correlated with disease and your quality of life. So it, it's so mind-boggling. You know, I give you a lot of credit again for putting this information out because I feel like you know, you're helping people get a chance because. Most people, I don't think you have a chance. If you're not, you know, curious and you know, vigilant about this stuff, you got no chance. You, you got the media and the pharmaceutical companies and the food companies and your collective human beings that don't want to challenge this. So, my goodness, the odds are stacked against you. It seems like you're really going to want this in order to, to, to get through. Do you find that daunting at all? I mean, uh, do you, or do you see that? Hey, I'm up for a good challenge.
0: Yeah, I, I would go with i up for a good challenge. And that's what I can say with all of us here. I mean, we're, and, and, and many other people in this, you know, if you want to call it movement or creating this type of content is, I, I think a lot of people are very inspired by the idea that, hey, you know, it's like, this, this has to be done, and this is, a, this is a no option, you know, I mean, this is what's coming from deep within the self, deep within the heart, deep within the soul, that this needs to get out there, this needs to happen, and yeah, it's a, it can be challenging out there, given all the media, the entertainment, all the distractions out there, um, but the beauty thing is, is the shift is occurring, and as that happens, and as, you know, energetically even things start to change, solar activity starts to change, we move through different areas of the cosmos that have different energetic and solar and radiation type effects. Um, we start seeing changes in the way people think. And so there's a lot of things playing in and opening up. I mean, nowadays, it takes something as simple as, ooh, I lost my job, and suddenly people are rethinking their entire life. They're having a conscious, expanding moment based on that. Whereas, you know, years and years and years and years ago, people had to, you know, perhaps experiment with psychedelic mushrooms to have those types of insights. Whereas now, the the plane is so ripe. the, The world is so ready for insights that it can happen from a dream it can happen from you know so many different things so it's it's really an incredible time that um is is difficult but i i think is easy to to open that door we'll call it and joe what do you see as your purpose
1: in this life incarnation and in addition to that have you ever had a past life reading done do you have you ever had a semblance or sense of who you were in a previous lifetime or is this your first time on here on earth
0: Um, I've had past life readings um, sort of like inadvertently, like it just kind of happens you meet somebody and they, you know, they share their their stuff. Um, I I definitely like know that I have been here before. Um, I also remember other lifetimes and other places, so I have that as as well. However, I think the most important thing beyond any of of that stuff is just really just being dialed in regardless of of what our past or our history is, really being dialed in, why am I here now? What is what is it all about now? Who am I in this moment, and who am I trying to express, and um, what what am I being asked to be in that sort of in certain sort of way? Um, because that's what what helps you to understand your purpose and what helps to understand you know why you're here and um, what you're supposed to be doing. Because you can't find that from your mind, you can't find that from you know someone telling you. You gotta you gotta dial into who you are and your inner self and just. Express it and and that's the biggest that's why I say, you know, we got to do the work We got to do the reflection. We got to think about it uh, and dial into it ourselves because that's where the answer is and
1: You know your site a lot of momentum a lot of people coming to it engaging what do people do? to one help collective evolution grow and also What do you recommend that they can do to grow them for them to, to help themselves grow spiritually intellectually?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We we have um we have a five days of you challenge that we actually just launched four days ago. I think we are on day four right now. Um, that was a challenge open to everybody. The purpose of it was, you know, I had put together this challenge based on a 30 day challenge that I had, that essentially really just dives day by day into exploring you and who you are, and 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 diving deeper into that, and goes through some incredible exercises. It's been insanity watching the 6,000, almost almost 7,000 people going through it right now, um, watching the comments and the interaction and the different things. It's, it's amazing to see what's happening. And so that's an incredible challenge. I would say, because I don't have, like, it's not easy to just say the link. The best thing to do is if you – Sign up to our email list so that you'll hear about all these sorts of things. It's probably a great way to do it. If you go to any article that we have on the site, and while you're on the site, you, you know, you'll scroll down somewhere in the middle of the page, you'll see an area where you can subscribe to your email that way you can get connected to to all the stuff that we're putting out there, including stuff like the Five Days of You. We're also going to be launching a Consciousness Explorer Lounge um, uh, in the, actually on Monday. And what that is, is that's a, a membership site um, that is directly and intimately connected to everything that we're doing at Collective Evolution. It, it dives deeper into courses, webinars, learning, conscious expansion, uh, you know, group events that we're going to be doing together. It dives into getting all access to our uh, extended footage, extended interviews. Um, you know, some of the private shows that we have created in there, basically we, we decided to create a massive extended content um, site with the ability to learn, expand and grow through webinars and courses because we saw that that was something that, you know, people really can benefit from. And within that, there's also a community so everyone can stay connected, chat, interact and, and support one another. Um, So that's another way to support all of our journalism as well because not only do you get all the value in shifting and changing, uh, you know, aspects of yourself, which is our number one goal, but we fund ourselves at the same time, which is a necessary aspect of our world right now.
1: Are there any books that you recommend that people read that uh, you think could be game changers as far as, uh, you know, shattering your conscious, you know, for a good thing that you think would be very interesting that could raise a person's vibration?
0: Um. Oh, that's a that's a big question.'m I don't know exactly what to recommend here. I I'm, I'm gonna say what first thing has come to my mind, and it's just literally gonna be um, there's there's a book by Richard Dolan, who's a UFO ET researcher. Um, I forget the exact title, but it's one of his latest ones about the, it's like uh, UFOs and ETs for the 21st century, something like that. It's, a, it's an incredible rundown of everything that's available on the subject. Why do I think that's so important? Is because that particular subject and that question is one of the biggest, most obvious things to help us question and rethink everything we thought we knew about us and our reality and our universe. When you start to realize there are other beings out there and that that's going on, it starts to make you think a little bit more widely and a little bit more differently about the stuff that we're doing just by nature. Um, and that's a process, but I, I love starting there. And then from a conscious perspective, I mean, I just think about one of the books that I read the first two chapters of, and it hit me so hard, and I'm not even saying it's like the best book out there for it, but when I first read A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, the first two it's chapters, and I started, I started to just understand like what he was getting at with the ego, I was like, Okay, like, that totally makes sense. And, and you can't really, if it, if it, you know, when it, I'll say when it, it kind of hits you, like, how much, what he's saying, like, what, how much of a reality that really is about who we are. Um, it's, it's incredible. So, I mean, I've, I read the first two chapters and then didn't pick it up again for months. Um, but those first two chapters literally was, like, what I needed to kind of just, like, oh, my God, Yep.
1: That makes sense. That's last question I have for you is: Is there any particular quote that you say or, or love that um, you feel it makes you feel really good or makes you remind yourself of the path that you're on?
0: Um, I I I am, have my own little personal thing that that's been like a big part of, of the CE message, and it's just change starts within. You know, that's a huge that's a huge reality, huge thing to remember. And whenever, and this is a this is an Einstein quote, which is the uh, you know the um, Uh, You know, you can't solve a problem from the same level as it's created consciously. Um, Why that's so important to remember is as we're exploring this information and as we're exploring a lot of the things that we are inspired to shift on this planet, whether it be monetary system, aspects of government, war, military, whatever, we have to be careful not to get into judgment and, and, and anger and fear and all that sort of stuff about it. Uh, and to, thus we would, we would solve that problem from an extremity that's actually happening at the same level of consciousness. So it's like, for example, if we're trying to fix uh, some aspect of inequality, we can't belittle the other side of inequality in order to try and create inequality, or more equality. We need to transcend it and create that properly. Um, and so whatever it is, if you're noticing yourself in a state of judgment, anger, fear, worry, just think about, you know, can't solve from the same level of consciousness any problem um in which it was created mr joe martino the
1: founder of collective evolution which is just celebrated its eight-year anniversary i want to thank you so much for being with us today can to learn more about mr martino and collective evolution by going to their website at collective-evolution.com mr martino great job real honor to have you with us today sir
0: all right, thank you so much. It was much appreciated. I always, uh, in, uh, you know, appreciate the being able to talk more about this and get it out there. And uh, thank you for the work that you're doing and helping others question things, open things up. You know, that's uh, everyone's. Everyone's got to do what they're inspired to do, and I can tell that you're inspired to do it, what you do.
1: Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Out of Limits of Intuitive Radio Show. Special thanks to our amazing guest, Mr. Joe Martino, The Collective Evolution, and special thanks as always to our Virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor. Miss Lisa Caza and Miss Kat To learn more about the Outer Limits of Into Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. Till the next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and fears. Take good care. Thank you so much for listening. Goldman McCormick VR, also a specialist in website development, radio show creation, press conferences, media training, and so much more. Check out GoldmanMcCormick.com for more information. GoldmanMcCormick.com Join us today during the Jeep Celebration Event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.